three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we are diving back into Deuteronomy after my small pause yesterday. Hope you guys will be okay. Um, so let me just jump into Deuteronomy 23 as I try to encourage us to keep reading God's word and pressing on. And this passage is interesting to say the least. So let's dive in. Chapter 23, verse 1. No one whose testicles are crushed or whose male organ is cut off shall enter the assembly of the Lord. Let me pause right there. So a eunuch, to put it another way. Verse 2. No one born of a forbidden union may enter the assembly of the Lord. Even to the tenth generation, none of his descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord. No Ammonites or Moabites may enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of them may enter the assembly of the Lord forever, because they did not meet you with bread and with water on the way when you came out of Egypt, and because they hired against you Balaam the son of Beor from Pethor of Mesopotamia, of course, and to curse you. But the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam. Instead, the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loved you. You shall not seek their peace or their prosperity all your days forever. You shall not, you shall not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. You shall not abhor an Egyptian because you were a sojourner in his land. Children born of them in the third generation may enter the assembly of the Lord. All right, we'll stop. We'll stop there just because there is, there's a lot in here and there's a lot of discussion about what any and all of this means. And I'm not going to dive into a lot of that other than to say God is trying to help his people understand that they are a very unique set aside people group that God is blessing and to those people groups who aren't even hospitable to the Israelites that they are they are being dealt with because of how they treated God's people and because they are ruthless and evil. Evil is a real thing. Evil is a real enemy of God and God is therefore an enemy of evil. And so there are things that people do that are a total abomination to God and when it's a people group, God is trying to show the Israelites you are set apart and so while there is one human race not all humans are being treated the same or have the same luxury if you will of being able to enter into the presence of the Lord and I think that often 
we don't really think about God as one who understands what's going on in our lives and that we can try to manipulate God. Hey, God, I know I messed up, but hey, um, here's my plan for redemption. And then God's just going to say, oh, you know, that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, come on in. No. If you reject God's plan and you reject God's design, there are consequences. And we don't get to decide on those things. We don't, we're not the designers. God is the designer. And so when we go against God's design, God's plan for things like marriage or how the human body should be treated, that there are natural consequences and eternal consequences. And so God is not going to just let anybody come and worship him. Now, we live in a different age under under the new covenant. And under the new covenant, God is allowing all peoples to come in and worship him. But we still have to worship him in spirit and in truth. It says in John chapter 4 that God is going to and fro looking for those who are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. In spirit means that we are born again. We have we have cried out to God for mercy, repented of our sins, and we are born again, made new. And that's the spirit. The truth is that we are purposefully allowing ourselves to be discipled, fall under the headship, the leadership of elders, shepherds, pastors, to be guided and therefore to worship God in truth and to know there is a right way to go into the presence of God and there are definitely many wrong ways. And so we can boldly go into the throne room of God covered in the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when we try to do it any other way, it's just not going to happen. So you back up to when Aaron's sons brought in a strange flame and they were immediately immediately consumed by God, that God is a consuming fire, that it's it's still true today. God is not going to be mocked, and he's not going to be intimidated. He's not scared. There is no fear in God at all. He, though, is has raised a standard, and when that standard is not met, And it's not a standard that can't be met. It is a standard that must be met. And so when we fail on that, we cry out for mercy, we repent, and God makes it good so we can go into his presence because of what he has done, not what we have done. But if we think we can keep living a certain way, let's say I'm a gossip and I just gossip. I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm a gossip. And I go and I go to church, take communion, do all those things. But then by that afternoon, I'm still gossiping. And it's like my conscience is saying, hey, what are you doing? This is sin. You told God you weren't going to do it anymore. I'm like, ah, it's okay. It's not. I'll deal with that come next Sunday when I might take communion. So, no, that doesn't work. God is not mocked. 
by that. God is not fooled by that. And he won't let it stand. So if you are his, he will discipline you in that. And if you're not his, then you will seemingly get away with it. But then other things will creep in. And before you know it, you will be destroyed. And that'll be it. You'll be spending eternity in hell. At that point, there'll be nothing to do. So the, what do we do today? Today we repent, cry out to God for mercy, become a new creation in Christ Jesus, be born again so that you can worship in spirit. And by reading God's word, we learn to worship in truth. We need the spirit to help us and we he guides us through God's word. So I hope that helps. These are a lot in here. These passages in Deuteronomy are setting the stage that that those who do worship God are a a great people because of who their God is, not because of who they are. That God has chosen them. They did not choose him. And the world will know there is only one God. Eventually, they will know there is only one God. They will, at that point, wish they were us. And we will also realize that we are not better than them. But for whatever reason, God has placed us in his family. So let's worship God in spirit and truth and be grateful for that. And let's share with others about the greatness of God. They may join us in worshiping him in spirit and truth. God bless you. Have a great day. Go and praise the Lord.